This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycast. Well, good afternoon, Melbourne. This is Joy 94.9. You're on the Escape Hour, your food and travel show. And what a stunning day it is in beautiful Melbourne. My name's Russ Masterton. I'm sitting in today for Mark Adams. And we've got the lovely Fiona Brooke on the panel. How are you? Gorgeous, Fee? Yeah, I'm great. Beautiful day. Oh, you're looking gorgeous. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. What are you going to do this fabulous weekend in Melbourne town? I've got actually quite a lot to do today. After after leaving the, the, the lovely studios of Joy, I'm going to head off to the NGV to see the uh, Escher exhibition. Ah. I was going to go with a Kiwi friend of mine, but clearly she's got oh, some upset. other... Um, uh, she really has some other things that she needs to attend to. Yeah. Uh, then I am going to a craft beer event at uh, Federation Square, and I'm going to drink craft beer. I'm just, I swear you and your boyfriend must have a, a craft beer brewery at home in your house with the amount of craft beer events you both love going we to. We love to go craft beer I events. Know, it's super fun. <laughs> um, craft anything, really, but not knitting craft. No, 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 we won't Spirits be craft. Oh, yes, gin. Yes. And then tomorrow I was actually scheduled to go to a gin event, but I can't go anymore and I'm actually going to try to sell my tickets. Um, so... Um, and instead, well, I'm going to be perfect doing, format. For I've it. got the perfect forum. <laughs> I don't know if the the powers that be at Joy would appreciate no, it. I don't think so. yep. um, and then I'm going to be doing an art afternoon. I'm driving all over Melbourne looking at art. God, check you out. Well, do you know we've got all these incredible galleries mm. and spaces outside of the city? I mean, aside from the well-known Heidi, which yep. has got the fabulous Mercamora show on at the moment, which ends next weekend, there is a Bundura Homestead, Go which on. is out in Reza. Yeah. And then there is another, um, uh, out at Narry Warren, there is this beautiful uh, contemporary art space called Bundle Place. So I'm going out there because there's this stunning exhibition of uh, work by this artist called Vera Mola. And she's created all of these scenes of sort of Western port, like, you know, seaweeds and things like that in paintings and How sculpture. Wonderful. And so I'm going to do like a drive around the country. Oh, the city, the scape, the suburbs, basically. One, look of at art. one of our guests today is a painter, so we'll touch base with <gasps> oh him about that. Goodness, but, and uh, how have you been? You've just got back. Oh, look, Fiona. Just, Here's me I'm, just babbling about I'm so, Melbourne. I'm so excited about today's show because we've got two gorgeous gay guys in and they're going to tell us all about their fabulous travels all over Central and um, South America. So we'll come to them in a moment. But I am. I am just back from a USA tour. And I'll tell you what. Whew, all the way to USA. Crazy Americans. You know, they mm. know how to live it up. New York, Fee, I know yeah. one of your favourite places. One of my favourite places. I went off on musicals. I cannot get enough no musicals. No kidding. Oh, yeah. How many did you see? I'm the iconic gay boy when it comes to those musicals. I went and saw Pretty Woman, Waitress, Prom, Mean Girls, and I have to say Mean Girls is pretty darn mm. funny. Right on the mark with the movie there. Now, now tell our listeners, I mean, yes. did you book these in advance before you left or did you try, you know, like they've got that great thing in Times Square where half you ticks. can pick up half ticks? I'll tell you what, Dol, we got in there, we, the queues moved so fast we would there would have been 200 people in queue 20 minutes it took us to get our tickets and we got to go to all these amazing Broadway That's shows. That's fantastic, what a great but tip. the most exciting thing I did in New York is I went and saw a play, a real play 
A play, like off Broadway? No, on Broadway. On Broadway. And it was um, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Next. Wow, no kidding. That's what I saw. So so who who was in the... Was there anyone notable in the starring role? Um, Jeff Daniels. Oh. Yeah, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Next. So we had great seats. We took a box, Mm -hmm. (laughs) sat in a box, looked at Scout was in it, um, Atticus was in it, The Mm. Judge. It was... um, To Kill a Mockingbird. That's That's what it is. It's To Kill a Mockingbird. (laughs) I I knew I was on the wrong... Well, that's Adrian Walker, by the way, everyone. He um, corrected me on what I saw in New York. It was To Kill a Mockingbird, I, I must admit, you were running through the characters and I'm like, mm, hang that on. That sounds like To Kill a Mockingbird to me, yes. Yeah, so, Thank yeah, you. Well, now's play. a good time for you to introduce our... Best play I've ever seen. Best play. Oh. I know you're a regular theatre-goer yeah. in Melbourne and oh, you yeah. see a lot of plays at the lovely Red Stitch. I tell and you, what, you if anyone's in town tonight and they, go, they want to see something absolutely fantastic... Mm-hmm. There's a, a chick I know. Um, she's doing a show in Paran. It's called Not Quite Right. Um, tickets is, are still available. Is that a Chapel of Chapel? Uh, it's near Chapel and Chapel. It's uh, the MC Theatre. Oh. And it's called Not Quite Right. And she is absolutely hilarious. If you want to, if you want loads of laughs, you need to get to so it's MC a comedy show tonight. or is it a cabaret? It's a very self-indulgent comedy show. Thanks for the tip, yeah, listeners. It's very You've heard good. it here it's first. And Russ is a real theatre-goer. Yeah, 7 or 9, 9.30pm tonight and um, not quite right. If you want to laugh to your sides ache, that's where you want to go. Well, you know, speaking of that, comedy festival, of course, is almost oh, upon us. Yeah, not There is go. a lot of things going on. Have you been booking many shows as yet? I mean, you've just I returned. See, I did so. see a bit of a comedy festival in Chicago, Fee. Oh, did you? Yeah, I went and saw Kiss, the band Kiss. Oh, Oh my god, I was such a kiss fan when I was a oh, kid. That, that kiss army is still alive and happening. You know, Paul I'm, Stanley and, um, and Gene Simmons were the Paul only Stanley originals. Paul yeah. Stanley, I had, used to have such a crush on. In fact, now you've given me some inspiration because oh. I'm going to be sitting in for Pete Thunder on Saturday sessions in the coming weeks because he's away. Right. And I've got to come up with some music ideas. Ba, 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 no. <laughs> I just came up with one. Thank you. I love Kiss. They were absolutely awesome. Pyrotechnics and flames and high heel shoes and makeup and God, I tell you what, it was absolutely awesome. I was made for loving you. I love that. I even track. got a tear with Beth. I hear you calling. <gasps> Remember oh that my song? Goodness. Oh no, it was absolutely wonderful. I won't be playing that on a Saturday mag, a Saturday no, no, session. No, no, they won't let you, will no, they? No, they won't let me. It's no. too sad. No, it is. We don't like sad. Speaking of um, excitement, excitement. We've got these two gorgeous gentlemen in the studio, and we don't want to keep them waiting any longer. No. So allow me to introduce. Please do. We've got two lovely guys from the UK today. Uh, one's an expat from um, Bentley East in uh, Melbourne, and the other one is from London Town. We've got Adrian Walker, who uh, is um, the expat who moved to London and is um, here to celebrate his 50th birthday, everybody. Woo-hoo! Happy birthday, Adrian. Thank you, Russell. Welcome to Joy 94.9, and we have his gorgeous partner, Absolutely stunning man this one is. He's from London. He's got a bit Dead of an set. accent. Got a bit of an accent happening. I'd like to introduce you to Mr. Tony Jewell, Fiona. Tony, welcome. Thank you, Fiona. So, Hello. guys, how was um, London? Were you um, Obviously, you're here for um, 50th birthday celebrations. Um, what's been happening in London with all that crazy Brexit stuff going on? Oh, Brexit. Who knows where that's going to end up each, um, <clears throat> excuse me, each day. Uh, it goes on another another uh, roller coaster ride, and it's um, going all over the place. But um, I'm sure uh, in the next six months they'll get somewhere with it. And you, um, you guys live in central London. 
Yeah, we live uh, very close to Waterloo Station, right next to the river. So uh, we can walk right to the theatre and the cinema. Ah, what's um, and, and what's your favourite production that's on in the UK at the moment? There's an amazing production um, of Company, um, and they've flipped the lead role, Bobby, which is normally um, played um, by a man. It's played by a woman in this production, and it has an amazing cast, but it, it has um, Patti Lapone, which I'm oh, sure many yes. of the listeners will know, and she has that amazing song, um, Ladies... Um, Ladies at Lunch, I think it's called. Um, Ladies Who Lunch. And uh, it's, an, it's an amazing production. I think it closes in about two weeks, but it's, it's an amazing show. Okay, so if anyone's in London, they should go and see company. Um, what's the weather like in the UK at the moment, Tony? Would you recommend visitors to jump on those planes and go visit uh, them now? It's, uh, it's a normal wintry sort of a bit grey some days, sunny the next, uh, a bit blowy. But, yeah, it'll be spring any minute soon. The daffodils are out. I hope you don't see a repeat of the heat wave of last summer. That was dreadful, wasn't it? Uh, it was. It was unusual, but quite welcome. Yes. Yeah. I guess that's right. You know, more sun is better than no sun. Well, yesterday we we went to the Grand Prix, and and it was only I think twenty two, twenty three degrees, and we we could we barely coping. In the heat. Oh no! Well, you've got your shorts on today, which is good because it's a stunner out there. Mm, beautiful. Yeah, but I had no idea these guys were redheads. How's that? Fly all the way from London to go to the Grand Prix? Well, you want to know something amazing about the the, the Grand Prix is its accessibility compared to other Grand Prix, I believe, around the world. Oh, right. I mean, the fact is it's just up the street. Well, you can uh, hear it. You can hear it, that's for sure. Are you a redhead fan? No. No? Not at all. I don't think these boys are, are they? I think, I think <laughs> that, you know, it's a, it's a pretty sight. It's a big event. It's really great for Melbourne. It's really shiny and sparkly, and it shows the city off. And you know what is amazing is almost every year for the last few years it's rained on the day. But this year they're going to have stunning weather. And when you just, like, if you happen to catch any of it on TV and then you just sort of channel that you live in another country and you're looking at that on TV, You'd go, wow, Melbourne looks amazing. <laughs> it was. It was a wow event. And there were loads of people there, loads of families and kids out and people eating and drinking. It was a really great showcase for the city. I'm so glad. I haven't been and I probably won't go, but I'm glad that it's happening. Absolutely. So we have to go to a break. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about London, obviously. We're going to be talking about some amazing places that uh, Tony and Adrian have visited over the past couple of years. So there's Costa Rica, there's Colombia and there's the um, Ecuador and Galapagos. I mean, these guys have been there, done that. You're listening to a Joycast from GLBTIQ Community Radio Station, Joy 94.9. You're on Joy 94.9. This is The Escape with Russ and Fee today. It's a gorgeous day in Melbourne. Our special guests are Adrian Walker and Tony Jewell, live from the UK. They've just landed to here um, uh, for Adrian's 50th birthday, which is very exciting. Now, boys, the first destination we're going to cover today is Costa Rica. And I'm going to ask you, Tony, why Costa Rica and what brought that idea on? Um, well, we wanted to go on a holiday that was uh, active because um, we don't just go to the theatre. We do like going out sometimes and doing a bit of hiking and cycling and things like that. And we hit upon Costa Rica because it's quite a compact country. Yes. And you can see uh, lots of different sites there without travelling too far. 
and we went on um, a really amazing uh, trek from the uh, Pacific right across the country to the Caribbean. Oh, wow. That sounds lovely. So, How many days? Um, I think it took about... 12 days. Yeah. Oh, that's not a short trip. No, it's not. And, and you trekked each day? And we um, Some days we cycled, oh. um, a couple of days we walked, and then we ended up um, whitewater rafting. Oh, God, that's awesome. And then the final day we had... Um, kayaking and after 11 wonderful days we nearly killed each other because <laughs> we couldn't get the kayak we, we were just dreadful no we we feral. all feral is that the word <laughs> we learned to kayak by the end of it <laughs> <laughs> and did they have a system where they took your luggage every day to a new spot or were you carrying all your gear with you yeah there was a, a backup van that carried our luggage all the way so and were you travelling alone, or was there a group? Um, we ended up with a group. There were about um, six of us in Wet It was really fun. There was a, a bunch of uh, female lawyers from London. We had a fantastic time. Oh, good. Mm, that so, really and, sounds and a lot of fun. You're very fortunate. I do know this, um, Tony, that you have a partner, Adrian, obviously, who likes to organise everything to a T. There's spreadsheets. It all happens. Um, Adrian, what planning did you need to do to get to Costa Rica? Because it's, not, it, it's a, an amazing destination, but I don't know of many Aussies that get to Costa Rica. Um, because it was a, a, a 12-day program and, and it was each day was actually organised for you, there wasn't a lot of organisation we had to do on the ground. Um, but clearly it was um, organising flights from London down to Costa Rica. Um, and we also had some time in uh, in the capital, San Jose. Um, so it was actually one of those holidays probably where I did the least <laughs> planning um, because it, it was a, a program tour. Um, and what um, the things that I've read about uh, Costa Rica this morning is how beautiful its biodiversity is and how um, wonderful the people are. I love the stuff that they've got written down. You know, there's no signs on the road, so you just find places uh, obviously quite bizarrely. What was your favourite part of, of Costa Rica? Um, the Pacuari River. Um, it's regarded as one of the top ten places in the world to whitewater raft and it is just spectacular. You've got very high sort of cliff faces on either side and you're going down the rapids and there's the blue morph butterflies flying everywhere. We stayed in what we called the posh camp, um, which had sort of treehouse type areas that you sat in and looked out over, um, you know, animals and, and vegetation. And it, it was spectacular. Had you whitewater rafted in the past or was this your first time? It was the first time. I've done it once down the river, Rio Grande. It was a little bit spooky. I was a little a bit, bit scary, nervous. Yeah. yeah. But uh, you thoroughly enjoyed it and there were no mishaps. No, no it, was, it was brilliant. I mean, we had this little training session to begin with where they told you, you know, they got you all fit, jumping up and down and you know, all the commands that you had to do. You know, and by the end of the first day, we were, you know, experts. experts yes. Oh, I know. It's so fun when they when they shout at you, you've got to like roll to one side, then roll to the other side. It's kind of like... Being I'm sure sometimes they were just making us do it for the hell of it. <laughs> <laughs> but it was bizarre how they took you know, all our luggage came down the river as well in these big barrels oh. and and they brought it and my, it was my birthday when we were on this particular trip and they brought out a, a birthday cake it had come down in the barrel i don't know how they did it oh that is it that's genius that's a good company isn't it a barrel cake <laughs> so costa rica and then from from there uh, so that was like, the, was that the first stop of your South and Central American trip? Uh, that was a trip a few years ago. So ah. it's more recently that we've been to uh, Colombia and Ecuador. So if anyone was thinking Costa Rica, what would you, um, 
uh, would you say go and and what what would be the um, the highlights to go and see Tony? Uh, Costa Rica is you know a definite place to go. It's the, the the natural scenery, the 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 national parks and the it's the outdoors. I think it's Costa Rica is the main attraction. Fantastic. And the main town, the main city of Costa Rica. Uh, it's the capital's, uh, I think, San Jose. Yeah, yeah. If I remember right. rightly. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, that was very, um, you know, pleasant, not enormous. And we walked around and we went in. There's a museum full of um, gold from the of sort course. of pre-Hispanic days. And uh, very yeah, colonial there or colonial yeah. architecture? I can't. I, there was a bit. It was it was very pleasant because the capital sort of slightly higher up, so you have this sort of a more a cooler, pleasant climate. Uh, it's actually the highest capital in the world. Just oh, read that this Russ, morning what as well. What do we do without you? I, do, I tell well, you, you. Just pull these facts out of God knows where, and away you go. Um, food, Adrian. What was food like in Costa Rica? Well, because we were uh, on this program, we were, we were quite remote, so um, we there was this. Um, the guy who was driving the van, he, he would cook up this amazing food each day. It was it was mainly sort of, it was very much meat and vegetable based sort of stews. Um, you know, there wasn't, I don't think there was necessarily a... We had those fish tacos. Oh, yes. One day we oh, wandered wow. out. We were looking for a restaurant and we, we were told to go somewhere and we think we end up in the wrong place. But we had these amazing mm. fish tacos. I love a fish taco. So good. Oh, yummy. I just can't imagine you two in a canoe together. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Nor could we. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, would you go again to Costa Rica? Yeah, definitely. All right. So you need to be outdoorsy. You need to be relatively fit. Um, is that the best way, do you think, to visit Costa Rica? I know I've seen a lot of um, self-drive packages where people get there and drive themselves around Costa Rica, but it sounded like if you're into the great outdoors that your way was the way to go. Yeah, I think if you if you were into the outdoors, definitely. And I think um, this particular program was with um, World Expeditions and um, and you're with a local and um, it's a really good way to see it. Um, I'm, I'm sure you could you could do it your own way, um, but we, we went... Some days we we wouldn't we'd only come across one or two other people. Um, other days we'd be going through sort of banana plantations, coffee um, coffee plantations, etc. So, you know, you may not necessarily get into as much as that if you're probably doing it yourself because we were going mm. quite remote. Mm. Um, now mm. I do know that um, scientists recently named a fern there after Lady Gaga because she performed at San Jose, and they they named a fern after her. Did you see that fern at all? <laughs> Maybe we saw it but didn't realise we saw it. You didn't realise you were standing in the midst of greatness. I know. Can you believe that? And the other thing I found out today that um, um, men and women are called Ticos and Tarcos. Now, are you a Ticos or a Tarcos? <laughs> Tony, I think you'd be a Ticos and I think, Adrian, you'd be a Tarcos. <laughs> Anyway, we well, should move Russ, on. Should we thank move? you. You're full of useful information. <laughs> so our next, uh, I mean, I just love the fact that we've got so many places to talk about, which, of course, is a little overwhelming because when Russ told me what we were going to talk about today, I was like, how are we going to fit all that in? But let's continue on because, you know, we've got a couple of other countries to cover. Colombia. Colombia. Were you two a couple of narcos? Is that, is that how we describe that, narcos? Um, not at all. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, anyone who has watched the series Narcos, uh, we watched it after we came back and uh, it's, it, what you, it, it represents it quite well, the, right. the, the, you know, particularly Medellin. 
and Bogota. Um, it was it's quite an incredible series, and and you know, clearly the Narcos days are not how they used to be. Um, you know, and Colombia has. You know, some you know, Columbus had a past, and people wouldn't travel there. But actually, um, you know, now there's a lot of tourism, and it's a, it's a much safer country. It's just starting to open up now, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Tony, we, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say we, we've had someone in before talking about their travels to Colombia for the coffee, it, yeah. uh, doing coffee bean, uh, green bean research, and buying beans, and mm. she told some incredible stories. Yeah. What? Um, us go to amazing destinations. I just I don't I know um, in our travel agency we just don't get asked to go to these places. What were your thoughts, Tony, on going to Colombia? Did you uh, think why, where, well? Well, I I think before um, we went, I was thinking, oh, you know, I I was a bit sort of you know heart in hand about is it all going to be a bit difficult? And I didn't really know much about Latin America at all. And I was really surprised. It was completely unlike I imagined it. The people were so friendly. It was so welcoming. Um, I thought it would be like very sort of macho and aggressive and not at all. So, wonderful. They, they, they do say that, that um, uh, men... Um a very um, why well, this is the country that I found was really interesting that men get their nails manicured every day, so you can see them. In, you can see. Did you see anybody getting there? I don't know where this research comes from, but anyway, you can. I, I, was, I can see that. Actually. Men get there. Oh, can Absolutely. you? Absolutely. I mean, having lived in Miami Beach for a short period of time in the nineties, uh, you know, the men are extremely well groomed. I mean, you just have to look at those beautiful hand uh, um, embroidered shirts fronts and things like that. I mean, they're very well yeah. groomed. Made of crimpoline, do you think? Um, yeah, probably yeah, some of them. Of I've got a few crimpoline shirts at home. It's much easier to wear those out at night. You just put them or throw them on and away you go. Um, Adrian, um, which was better, Bogota or Cartagena? Cartagena. Yeah, Cartagena. Cartagena is beautiful. It's a... Um, it's it's on the Caribbean coast, and I mean, some people compare it um, the colonial buildings a bit to Havana, um, and you have this incredible old city. It's an old walled city, and we um, had an amazing apartment in an Airbnb there. And uh, but it also has a a, um, a newer area with sort of um, skyscrapers, which almost has a bit of a Miami look to it. So Cartagena, I, I preferred over Bogota. But the, the one thing with Colombia is. Each of the cities are so different. Mm. They're, they're, they're just, they could be different, you know, almost different countries. Right. They're so different. Um, so, you know, definitely um, Cartagena for me. Did you like the coffee? People go on and on and on about Colombian coffee, Tony. What did you think? Uh, I, mean, I, I like coffee. Um, they strangely, the coffee, a lot of the coffee they serve is sort of in a bit American style, that sort of, oh. you know, <laughs> watery. Oh, <laughs> is that where they have cafe con leche? I used to love Cafe Con Leche when I lived in Miami Beach. It was just put a fire under your butt and off you went. Oh. Yeah, because it's coffee with um, uh, with sugar but also with um, condensed milk. Oh, that sounds um, nice. Well, I had some nice coffee there, yeah. What about this, this delicacy that I've read about... Um, you dip your cheese into hot chocolate. Oh, yeah. Oh, was that nice? Um, I tried that. Was it yummy? <laughs> well, it was... I kept stirring it around waiting for it to melt. But, yeah, I did try it. Yeah. Um, probably wouldn't do it at home. There is a lovely place down, actually, on Gertrude Street, a little Colombian restaurant that serves 
um, the hot chocolate with the uh, cheese in it. Okay, it's right. worth a try. Gertrude Street, here we come after yep. the show. Absolutely. Do you guys? Did you find that Spanish? Um, I know one of you took lessons. Am I right, or is that way off? The, no, no, way off. Way <laughs> off. <laughs> How did you go with your um, Spanish in, in in these Latin American oh, countries? Pretty awful. I mean, you know. There's not a lot of English spoken, actually. Right. And, and we, you know, besides saying hello, thank you, and goodbye, and how to get a glass of white wine. Um, exactly. But you manage to, manage to communicate, you know, very easily still, you know, even with the language barrier. A lot of smiles and laughter and sign language. People were really helpful. It's the it's, it's the sign language is like the national language all over the world when you're travelling, isn't it? It sure is. It's so helpful. It's a little future aids. Yeah. Comes in <laughs> comes in handy. Well, we're just going to take a quick break and then we're going to move on to the next country. Yep. And this is Joy ninety four point nine with Russ and Fee on the Escape Hour. Joy 94.9 is on air 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But sometimes you can't always be with us when you want to. Here's the solution. Here's the solution. Listen to your favourite Joy 94.9 show anytime with our Joy podcast service. Our team of over 30 volunteers pick out the best bits from around 60 programs that Joy airs each week, made available to you for free download. To find a podcast of your favourite Joy show, search for us in the Featured Providers section within the iTunes store or find them on the Joy website, joy.org.au. Joy Podcast. Any show, any any show, any time, joy.org.au. You're on the Escape Hour. This is Joy 94.9. We are Joy's travel show and we're very excited here today to have Adrian Walker. Walker and Tony Jewell live from London, which is very exciting. You're making it sound like they're on the phone from London. <laughs> we, although they're in the studio, here. aren't they? Yes, we're very excited about in the studio. We don't we don't do phone guests. We only do live, don't we? We only do live. I mean, as the producer, as uh, sometimes you're bringing guests in and they say, can I do a pre-record or can I do a phone interview? The answer is no. Dedicate yourself to coming in and talking to us about your... We much prefer this people is in much person. Better. Then we could laugh and have more fun and I hope it comes across the air. Were there any funny st- stories in uh, Colombia that you might like to share with us? Or was Colombia the destination where you did get your spreadsheet and you thought, right, Tony, I've got to do some homework on this one? <laughs> well, there was a bit of spreadsheeting, um, you know. It's got to be done. Um, yes. Did you, did you feel safe there? Yes. I, I think, yes. But when we were probably in Bogota and Medellin, there were probably a few times where we may have, you know, you put your hand over your mobile as you're walking down the street. Right. But we had no issues whatsoever. In fact, the ironic thing is, is you know, the, the places I have been robbed in the world are Barcelona and someone tried to do it in London. Um, and often when you go to other countries, you know, you, you, th- you fear it. But, you know, you get to choose your instinct. And how, um, how long was the flight from London to Colombia? Was that a direct flight with BA? Or? Uh, we flew from Paris because we could get a deal that was better than flying from London. So. That's right. Your partner, travel agent, finds all those good deals now, doesn't he? <laughs> I often think about um, whether it's an advantage to, say, take that super cheap flight that's leaving from the Gold Coast to get to another country. But then I just think about the painful fact of having to then book another flight from Melbourne to the Gold Coast. Um, Russ, travel agent, what do you think? Is that, I mean, maybe in, when you're in Europe or the Northern Hemisphere, that's doable, but, you know... Be, but I, look, I've got this thing in my head. I would never, and I don't 
um, like to say this, but I would never go Melbourne to Perth and then on to London, as one of the uh, our airlines does. So I'm going to cough, so you're going to take okay. over. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> a lot of people want to go to London via the longest flight in the planet, which is 17 hours or something horrendous. Um, but you guys aren't going back to London yet. You're sticking around Melbourne for a little bit longer, is that correct? Well, yeah, we're here in Melbourne for two weeks and then we have a week in Perth. My um, brother's in Perth, so spending some time over there and my sister's also coming across. Oh, wow, you have quite a little jaunt. We do. Well, take we do. advantage of it. You're not here very often. No. But now we're not talking about Australia. We're off that topic. We're going to go to Ecuador. Ecuador. It, I have looked at that on a map so many times and thought, that looks incredible. Oh, amazing country. Um, very amazing country because you've got, um, you know, it's one of the countries that has the Amazon. Um, it's only uh, about 2 or 3% of the Amazon, but some of the most diverse. It also has the, uh, the city of Quito, which is really high up. Um, and it's just quite an amazing... Uh, and you've got the Galapagos, of course, so you've got quite a, a contrast uh, across the country. Right, so the Galapagos is off Ecuador. That's, yes, it's in the, um, in the ocean. It's in the ocean. Yeah. And how far off, far off is it? Uh, I think it's about a thousand kilometres, isn't it? Yeah. So it's a couple of hours yeah. flight to get there. So is the Galapagos managed by, or sort of, you know, governed by Ecuador? Yeah, um, it, it's part of Ecuador. And because it's such a unique biological area, there are controls over who can actually travel there and live there. So they have a sort of, before you go there, you have to buy a permit to go there. So it's, it's part of Ecuador, but they sort of manage it slightly differently. All right, but they don't go through a vetting process and decide that your personality is suitable <laughs> and you'll appreciate the wildlife or anything. Well, for those to live there, yes. I mean, you either have to have been born there before a certain date or, or you need to qualify for a particular job. So someone from mainland Ecuador just can't turn up and live in the Galapagos. Oh, that's We've good just to had know. a message in from Brad. Brad's one of our um, loyal listeners for the Escape Hour, and he has a question for the boys. And he wanted to know: Would it be easy to go to Colombia as a solo traveller? Yeah, certainly. I um, think that you know, while we were there, we stayed in um, hostels. Um, we were by far the oldest people in the hostels. <laughs> but I think the, the hostels uh, provided access to lots of, uh, like, trips out, so, like, walking tours and things like that. And there were other people travelling, who were people who were travelling solo, who then got together and went off on these trips. So it was a, a, a great way of doing it. What are it. hostels like these days? Now, look, I'm, we're talking about the last time I stayed in a youth hostel was 30 years ago. And I walked into this room with my friend Sue and we were sharing with six other people. One person was crying because she was homesick and wanted to go home. Another person wouldn't stop snoring and another person had a tummy upset. And I looked at Sue and I said, get me out of here. We're staying at B&Bs for the rest of the trip. What are they like now? Very different. Um, I mean, this was a... Uh, we are in... This hostel in uh, Medellin was like eight levels high, um, contemporary, real industrial, um, sort of really cool... What you'd expect, actually, in a boutique hotel. And we actually had our own room with our own bathroom so you've got options of being in you know six six dormitory or a, or a four dormitory or you get private rooms they had a rooftop bar they had um, a cafe on the bottom level i mean you talk i mean it was probably some of the nicest places we stayed were in the hostels wow that's that's good to know was the amazon everything you boys dreamed it was going to be because i i picture the amazon and i think Oh, God, beautiful butterflies everywhere, lush rainforest, and it's just absolutely gorgeous. Oh, it was... I've never seen 
rainfall, the amount of water. He couldn't really? work out where the river stopped and the rain began. Oh. And then it cleared up and it was steamy in this forest. It was, abs- it was everything you thought it could possibly be. Did you see any um, wildlife or marine life in the... Yeah, um, I mean, what's interesting is you sort of, you sort of think you're going to arrive in the Amazon, there's going to be animals everywhere. But um, because of the predators, they're, you know, they're on the move or they're camouflaged mm. or they're hiding or they, mm. you know, um, they only come out in the evening. Um, and so we saw um, you know, lots of birds and lots of insects. I mean, it took till our, our, I think our third day till we saw monkeys. Uh-huh. And we were in a, um, a, a, a canoe... And the guide could hear in the distance some, some sounds, and we just he said, just you know, stay here, be quiet. And we had sixty um, monkeys, about sixty monkeys, come right over us, and it was amazing because you had these adult monkeys just sort of ignored you, and the sort of adolescent monkeys just looked down at us like, you know, you know, what the what hell are, those are you? Funny you know? creatures. Yeah. So, what sort of monkeys were they? Do you remember? We saw pygmy. Were they pygmy monkeys? Oh, we saw pygmy. I think those were spider monkeys, yeah. weren't they? Wow. Quite small. Mm. Were you scared? Oh, no. I mean, what out there in the uh, the jungle? It wasn't nearly as hot as I thought it would be either. It's sort of quite cool and damp. But you had to be quite sort of zen-like. You had to be really quiet all the time because you you won't see things. They'll disappear if you make any noise. So So it wasn't really like, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here? (laughs) (laughs) You did get to eat a roasted uh, bug at one point. Well, speaking of cuisine, now I know how hungry you boys get. What was the guinea pig like? Well, actually, we, we didn't we didn't eat guinea pig, but we saw um, guinea pig burgers. You could either oh. have beef, lamb, or guinea pig in your burgers, but no, we didn't. Ha- um, we didn't have. You decided not to indulge. No. On this I would thing. have imagined that if you were going to give guinea pig a try, I mean, as a burger, it would be probably a good way to have it. You think so? I don't think I'd like it just as pig. I'd like, yeah, I'd like it in a bit of. A I, I mean, and and that was but, in Ecuador. That was Ecuador. Yeah, all right, because I know it's a delicacy in. Well, it's a food they in Peru. But they grow the guinea pigs. They're kind of like not the same size as the guinea pigs you have as pets. They're a whole different thing, I hear. Now, the Amazon is the orchid capital of the world. Did you see lots of orchids? Uh, We did. I mean, there there there's so many different things. We had a a guide that took us out um, several times a day and walked around and pointed all these different plants out. Um, And we went up. Um, this uh, ladder took us up this really tall tree, a kapok tree. So we were about 50 metres high in the air above the top of the jungle and there were orchids growing out of the branches. Wow. Oh, that would stunning. have been extraordinary. What, um, what made you decide to go to the Amazon? Um, when I was looking at Ecuador and Colombia... I, I wasn't really aware that actually the Amazon was so close. W- well, it extended that far, yeah. and um, and then I was looking at you know we we're away for four weeks, and when I was looking at what we should do, um, you know I happened to come across you could you could go into the Amazon a place called Sasha Lodge for um, four four nights, and thought that's a, a you know it's a great side trip to to do as part of you know a, a whole adventure. That would have been amazing. I um. The the, uh, the whole thing for me is is I have this vision of seeing wildlife and pygmies and all of these things happening around you, but I guess it is what it is. And you guys love the lodge, and yeah, amazing, amazing lodge. Oh, it sounds absolutely awesome. You're listening to a Joycast from GLD TIQ Community Radio Station Joy ninety four point nine.
You're on Joy 94.9. This is the Escape Hour with Russ and Fee today. We've got Fee panelling and I have to say kudos to you. That's amazing panelling, Fiona. Oh, I think it might be about, you know, 90, 90%. I'll give, well, I'm going to give you a 95, okay? Okay, well, the show's not over yet. <laughs> <laughs> so we're here with Adrian and Tony from London. They're um, live in the studio and we're um, now heading off to the Galapagos Islands, which are these amazing destinations that these boys have been to. How did you get to the Galapagos from Ecuador? Uh, if, if fly from Quito, um, uh, there's two airports in the Galapagos, and I think I think it's the only way you can get in, actually. Uh, so, um, Tony, the conundrum I would imagine, and, and we discussed during the break, was uh, getting on a ship and doing um, uh, uh, being part of a group of people, or, or jumping in your own speedboat and doing the islands yourself. Which which did you choose? Well, the um, they have quite a lot of controls around the Galapagos to manage the tourism there, so the only Boats that can go around are ones that are registered and approved. So you know, if you've got a, if you've got your own private yacht, you can't just sail <laughs> to the Galapagos. So when you get there, or, or before you get there, you need to get onto uh, a boat. And there are obviously boats for different budgets. And uh, we went, we were lucky enough to go on one that was uh, uh, a five-day trip around the islands. So we awesome. got to see quite a lot. And is the is the boat travel? Um uh, on the boat by day and then in hotels on land at night or is it do you stay overnight on the cruise ships? Yeah, you stay on, on the boat the, the entire time. Um, the boats, the biggest boat is only 100, 100 passengers uh-huh. and, and actually there's only probably three or four boats that, that have more than 50 people um, and you stay on the boat the entire time and then they use Zodiacs, um, which are smaller Sort of inflatable boats, and you go off in groups of twelve, um, and every group has to have a guide. It's very heavily regulated. Um, in fact, in across the Galapagos, I think humans can only go on about three percent of, yeah. of of the land um, to protect the you know the amazing wildlife there. So you are you are you are on the boat the whole time, except when you're snorkeling or, or having a walk on on the actual island. So it is a very precious part of our planet, and it's, it sounds like the Ecuadorians take excellent care of it. What wildlife did you see, Tony? Uh, well, the, the, the amazing thing about the, the Galapagos, and, you know, people might have seen this on the TV, is the, um, because there are no big predators, the animals don't see humans as a threat at all. So the animals just ignore you, and the seabirds ignore you. So the, la- the seabirds will land right next to you, and you'll walk past sea lions. So we we snorkeled with sea lions swimming around us. Oh, that sounds delightful! It was incredible. I did see a fabulous documentary about uh, a family that moved to the Galapagos that was on the box not that long ago, and they had uh, you know the sea lions were just sort of lying around on the bus stops and (laughs) (laughs) everywhere. In fact, when we when we arrived and we had to go on a, a ferry. Um, we we stepped off the ferry and you had to, on the gangplank was a sea lion just lying across it and everyone had to step over the sea lion. Oh well, it, it got to you know when you fir- first saw a sea lion right next to you, you took a picture of it and then it, by the end of the five days you were only taking pictures if you had a sea lion with a turtle swimming underneath and an iguana crawling across the top. <laughs> yeah, it was that, that much. And what are, yeah, what are the marine reptiles? What are they called? The, uh, there's well, there's the iguana which um, eats the seaweed underneath the water so oh. it's a land iguana and then it um in fact when we were there it was a real david attenborough moment when the guide said have a look there's an eagle i think it was an eagle about to fly and i play over and i, I think there were probably 100 150 iguanas all ran for the water oh did they yeah you can imagine the sort of the you can imagine the music they would play in a, a planet <laughs> earth type 
And did you see one of those massive turtles? Tortoises? Yeah, tortoises? I, I'd always wanted to see a giant tortoise from when I was a little kid when I'd seen one in a zoo and they were there. So that was a real sort of, real moment of, wow, I'm here and I'm seeing them wild. And is that the, is that, um, without making it sound commercial, you said that they're not afraid of humans. Are you able to swim with them or is it they're off at a distance and you can just see them? or? Uh, you, you just you know you're snorkeling and yeah. you're in the water with them. It's like you're in, you know, to them. It's almost like you're a, you're a fish or some oh. other. You know they don't uh, the turtle. I mean, at, at one point you could see through our um, our mask. I could see eight turtles at once. And Tony and I were in a current with them, and you were sort of you were you were moving in this current with them, and it was it was a real pinch yourself moment. But they just just relaxed. They and don't you're just, just seem hanging to... out with the turtles. Yes. Yes. You weren't swept so, out to sea, were you? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and the snorkeling was excellent. I mean, what was the corals like and things like that? Um, it, it's not, there was some coral because it's sort of, uh, I don't know whether it's sort of colder water. It's not really sort mm. of coral type sea. Uh, but there were the turtles. Um, we saw, um, they've got these small penguins. We saw them swimming underwater. I saw a, couple, a shark one time yeah. swam underneath yeah. me. I don't know. Scared. I didn't hang around. <laughs> it was probably like a reef shark or something, not like a big shark. I don't think it. I don't think it was one that ate people. And you two aren't <laughs> divers, are you? You're more. Um, you, you're just happy to go snorkeling, aren't you? Yeah, and I, I think there are boats where they obviously have um, people who are scuba diving. But we would go snorkeling um, twice each day, and you either you went deep water snorkeling where you just went off the zodiac, or um, some could could go and do it off the beach. Um, so you know, it, was, it was snorkeling every day. It was amazing. And each time we went, we went out with a, a guide. I think the guide explained about you know what we were seeing or why we were seeing that there on that particular island. So that was mm. really interesting mm. as well. Mm. I can't mm. believe how big were the tortoises? Do you think, Tony? <laughs> Are they enormous? <laughs> they, 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 <laughs> they they could carry a you know a you or I. Oh wow! <laughs> Although obviously you don't really do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Adrian, there's a plethora of cruise ships in the Galapagos. Um, yeah. And um, so what homework did you do to, to choose? It, it's actually really hard because, I mean, first of all, it, it's, it's quite expensive. And even at the lower end, the budget end of the boats, it's, it, it's actually quite expensive. Um, you know, for people to get all the way to Ecuador and then to get across to the Galapagos and then to pay for a cruise. Um, and so, you know, part of the reason why I think a lot of people do sort of a four-night is because it, it makes it more affordable. You know, there were some people on our boat that were doing eight. Um, but I would say it probably would be about, I don't know, it'd be about 5,000 Australian um, for one person to do five five nights. It's it's not cheap. That no. is extremely expensive. Yeah, and I think, well, I, 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 my understanding is that a lot of the money goes to keeping the, the, the biodiversity mm. and keeping it very regulated as much as, as, much as you guys have mentioned. Um, would you go back again? I, uh, I, I, I think it, it, it's the sort of place that um, you don't want to over, overdo the Galapagos. You know, we've been privileged enough to be able to go there, and uh, uh, it was fantastic. Yep. And I recommend it to anyone that that has got that sort of joy of you know learning about the natural world. Do you find that because you're on the boat the whole time, there's no real opportunity to experience? Galapagos, as in where the people live and what the towns are like, and 
Well, we, we weren't really on the boat. Like I say, they got us off the boat. Um, you know, we were getting up early in the morning, quite often like at 7am, and then we had breakfast and we were out and then back and then back on the, the Zodiac not, again. And It's not like, you know, when we say cruise, don't, don't think it's like sort of the love boat. You, you're actually... Um, you're, you're actually... You're exhausted each day because you're walking, you're snorkeling, you're you, you know you're on the go from probably seven a.m. till five because you have to be off the island by um, sunset, right? Um, okay. And you can't be on the island before sunrise. So um, you know for, for that for that reason you, you're packing as much because you're only on it for five five nights. Mm. You are you you want to do everything. So you're visiting the towns and you're you know no there's no there's no there's, no there's only um, there's only I think two or three, um, you know, towns that would be sort of ten thousand people. You know, ten more than ten thousand people. It's we, we stayed one night in before we went on the boat. We stayed one night in in the main town, and I think that's only like thirty thousand people. Mm. Um, so it's 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 not a big population there, mm. and the island most of the islands the, the, only the animals live there. Ah. That sounds nice, it doesn't sounds it? Really nice. Just to digress back to the love boat, these two, Fiona, I'll, I'll, I do want you to know, are um, Atlantis Cruises um, alumni. Ooh. Um, they, they've been on many a, a gay cruise. And Adrian has made it his business over the years to um, to um, have this enormously big dress-up box. <laughs> now, Adrian, I was wondering if you'd share with us what's, what are some of the uh, outfits that you've worn on your Atlantis oh, gay cruises Russell. over the years. <laughs> Russell. Okay, what have we done? Um, Nana Muscuri. That was a, a. There was a group of Nana Muscuris. We've been um, Princess Layers. We've got. Um, seven, we've got lots of seventies stuff. Um, I'm trying to think what some of the others are. I mean, there's quite a lot of them. Jeannie. No. Oh no. Yes, you're right. <laughs> yeah, it's cool to see Russell. That's right. Oh, we had a great oh, time. Oh, it sounds extraordinary. So, when you're preparing your costumes, do you buy them? Do you have them made? Is there somewhere in London that you get your costumes? Well, his box is so big now that he's probably got enough, <laughs> enough costumes in there to last a lifetime. Tragic, tragically, because um, <laughs> we normally go with a group and we sort of will meet at the pub a, a couple of times and come up with some ideas. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, and then you have a spreadsheet tasking people to go and acquire <laughs> various items for the outfit. And who's got a stitch on the sequins? <laughs> what do you like about the gay cruises, Tony? Uh, I, it's just such great fun, and I think that the the parties with the uh, dressing up, it's like, you know, showing you, you you dress up because you show that you know you really don't care what people think of you. It's like yeah. being free and and having fun. What about you, Adrian? You've you've um, having a rest for them at the moment because you've done so many over the yes, years. Yes, I've got a, 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 every two year minimum gap between them now. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. There was a there was a time when it was boom, 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 yeah, boom, boom. Yeah, no, we'll, we haven't been one for about two years now. It's a very um, interesting environment where um, uh, gay lesbian is the norm on those ships, yeah. isn't it? And you don't feel anything other than this is just wonderful yeah. we're all here together and it's so it's it's so much fun sounds like a great party sounds like a party that everyone would want to go to well, i think they're huge fee we need to get you on one of those ships yeah and i would have, have a time. ball i'd be dancing every night yeah you know how to dress up i do know how to dress up speaking of dressing up boys this girl went to um japan for halloween last year oh, and she, got, she got dressed up as the um got two twins from the shining yes we had <laughs> costumes made for a particular party we were going to 
and we dressed uh, with a really good friend of mine and people often say we look like twins. So we decided to go as the twins from The Shining and the Japanese uh, loved our costumes. <laughs> so if anyone needs two costumes from The Shining, I'm happy to loan them out. You're listening to a Joycast from GLBTIQ Community Radio Station, Joy 94.9. Ross, it's so great to see you in the studio. It's been ages since you've been in. Way too long. Well, it? certainly since I've been in when you've been in. I know, we, we love being in together, don't we? We do, yeah. we do. Um, uh, Mark is taking the day off and and uh, Stefan is actually... Travelling. Travelling. <laughs> Have you got a question for the boys today, Fiona, our, our, our weekly travel question? <gasps> yes. We Drum ask roll. everyone. <laughs> okay, do you roll or do you fold? You do you really ask this question? We do. Oh, we do. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's well, you you can explain. Um, I just fold. Right. But um, when I first uh, met Adrian and we went on the holiday together, he tried to encourage me to roll, and I think I said I've been travelling for quite a long time, quite successfully. <laughs> Thank you. So, Adrian, are you? Um, have you managed to get Tony to roll in future? No, but I've stopped. I've stopped rolling. You have. Oh, yeah. Oh, you stopped yeah, rolling. I have these amazing little Amazon pouches that you quite controversial. Can, you can put all your clothes in, and then they zip up, and it keeps everything. Um, well, that sounds extremely yeah. nice. Mm. Future travels, boys. Where are you off to next? You're going. You're here for three weeks, and then back to Londres. Well, we're going to um, the island of Simi in Greece, where, where you've been. Oh my God, um, you're so going to love Simi. Yeah. Well, we were there a, a year or two ago. We're going back, and then we're going to Provincetown in in August. Oh, you're going for the um, the big game gay, gay. Um, we are indeed. Yes. Oh, that'll be very exciting. You'll be able to, you know, say hello to all the drag queens and meet all of the um, the Fire Island USA boys. So that should be that, that should would be, very be really exciting. super fun. Indeed, yeah. I'd love to go there. Fancy dress carnival. <laughs> you guys we just like do more fancy it dress. so well. What a life! <laughs> Tripping around in fancy dress and snorkeling and just sounds terrific. What other countries in um, Central America would you guys go to? Central. I, I would be interested in actually going to Guatemala. Oh, okay. Um, for no, I mean, for no other reason, but when I was an exchange student, one of the other exchange students was from Guatemala, oh, right. and uh, and she was fascinating. That sounds fantastic. Well, we have come to the end of the show. It's an, been an absolute pleasure having. It's been a, a, a crack in pace. We've got, we've had Adrian Cherie Lamore Walker on, and we've had Tony Jewell on. It's been an absolute. Gorgeous afternoon here at Joy 94.9, isn't it, Fiona? It sure has. And, uh, Ross, what have you got planned for the rest of the afternoon? I am uh, going and having a, a, a bev with the boys now so we can have a bit of a catch-up and um, I, I think Madame Brussels might be the way to go. And then um, and then this evening I've got my little show, Not oh, Quite right, right, which I can't wait to go and see. Well, you guys have a fantastic time. I hope the show goes well. Safe travels. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for coming on. Thank you for coming in, boys. We'll see you soon. Power. Thank you. It's our pleasure. Thanks for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.